The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we talk about temptation bundling. It's a tool for helping you do things that aren't very fun, but you know you should be doing. We share our experiences with it and how it's helped us even start to enjoy what started out as an unpleasant or intimidating task. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Hello. Oh, <laughs> you're so upbeat, so full of energy. It's the coffee. We've had coffee, folks, so be prepared. Okay. So, so, so something happened in our house not too long ago. It was just this past week, wasn't it? And it made us think of you, dear listener. Just thought you might get a kick out of this story and maybe even take a little cat caring lesson if you're a cat mm-hmm. caretaker. Mm-hmm. These are for the cat people out you, there. Yeah, you might have an opinion on this if you're a yeah. cat person. All right, so it had been like a long week, okay? We were, try- we were getting ready, like we were quieting down to get ready to go to sleep. We were like, oh, we're so tired. Getting ready to go to sleep, and we started to hear these sounds. I'm like, what is that? And you were like, they were like, they weren't cat sounds. It wasn't a meow. No, it wasn't a cat sound. Vocalizing by a cat. It was just like maybe a knocking. And, and we've, we, we have ghosts or we've had ghosts (laughs) in our house. That might be, that might be TMI, but, um, so it sounds like, like that. And, and some knocking and some knocking. Yeah. So, so these things were happening and. I was like, what is that? And, and we were like, oh, should we check that? Okay, Toast, you go. You go. So she's like, okay, I'm going to go. So she goes and checks it. And I walk out into the kitchen. And she said, okay, I don't know. There was nothing. I, and I said, but did you close Bear's, did you block Bear's cabinet? And Bear is Bear, our cat. Bear's our cat. And he's been, in the past, he gets into his food cabinet and pulls out snacks and things like that. So we've had to block that cabinet from him. And when you went, the cabinet was a little, like, it wasn't blocked. So you blocked it. Right. So Toast comes back, and we're still getting ready to go to sleep and all of that. Then we start hearing, yeah, like this strange other knocking sound versus the ruckus. We heard, we heard just knocking. 
And then so I'm like, oh, okay, let me go check. Let me go check. It's my turn. So I go and check. Looking around. First of all, I don't see Bear anywhere. Where is Bear? I don't see him at all. And then I'm like, let me check the cabinet. Bear was locked in the cabinet. He's in the cabinet. In the cabinet. So the sounds we heard prior, he was making ruckus in the cabinet, moving things around, and Toast essentially just blocked him in. And like a good pet parent, I locked him in the cabinet. (laughs) And thank God he was making the knocking sounds shortly thereafter because that's how I discovered he was actually in the cabinet. And when I came back, I said, Toast, oh my God, he was in the cabinet. He was in the cabinet. I said, if I had woken up and discovered the next morning, eight to nine hours later, that he was in the cabinet all night long, I would have cried. I would have cried thinking, oh my God, he was just locked in the cabinet. Oh my God. And then, so we're all relieved. We're like, oh my God, thank God. Thank God we didn't leave him in the cabinet overnight. Phew. Then we hear a crash, like a crash. And I'm like, oh my God. So we both, no, I get up, I go and look. I see Bear on the ground with my vitamin container. <laughs> he's holding it. He's actually holding it. He's, he's laying on the ground he's on his side. He's cradling it with his, cradling it with his, his arms. legs. Cats don't have arms. And, <laughs> and my vitamins are everywhere. On like, the ground. Yep, everywhere. But fortunately, so anyways, he wasn't what a night. Them. What a night. So the lessons here, never leave your cat for a weekend or even an overnighter by itself. Because if it can get into cabinets like that and get himself, get him or herself locked in there, it's just not a good situation. Okay. So, so don't do that. I know people think it's okay to do that. You might really know your cat, but sometimes things happen. So it's best not to do that. Yeah. It just depends on your own comfort level and your cat's comfort level with possibly risking a night in a cabinet. Well, and that's never worth the risk because how do you well, find out about comfort levels for Sienna, after it actually not, happens? For Sienna, it's not worth the risk. It is. It's no. It's absolutely no. It's not worth the risk because things can happen. And number two, don't leave your vitamin and supplement containers on the counter. Because cats will knock everything they can off of the countertops. Yeah. If they're bored. And I think he was a little bored. All right. That's All right. Cat that. We'll move on. Our topic this episode is is a part two because we discovered we have more to say about the topic of how to do it when you don't feel like doing it. Yeah, I think this is helpful, this this thing we discovered. Yeah. All right. How to do it when you don't feel like doing it, part two. So we did part one. In episode number 139, how to do it when you don't feel like doing it, motivation, exercise, self-care, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. And at the time, we didn't know it was a part one. We thought, okay, this is these are all our thoughts on it and our experience with it mm-hmm. and sharing. But we did come but across then, some new information yes, and we, ideas. We came across something that Toast has been doing for years. Without knowing it. it actually has a name. It actually has a name. And it is called Temptation Bundling. 
this term was coined by a Dr. Kathleen Milkman. And there was a study done at the University of Pennsylvania. And so I'll quickly describe the study. Well, should we say what it is? Let's say what it is. Temptation bundle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You say what it is. Oh, okay. So temptation bundling is basically pairing something that gives instant gratification with something we should be doing that's not as fun, that's less gratifying. That's basically what it is. Putting something you want to do with something you ought to do. Okay. So here's the example. Okay. That, that is the study that was done at University of Pennsylvania. I see why you didn't want me to give the definition first, because now right. I gave away the answer to the study. Well, I think it's going to make sense, though. Okay. Because when you described the study to me, I felt like intuitively, I was like, well, yeah, this is... Well, because you've been doing temptation Maybe. bundling all these years. <laughs> well, let's see what the listener thinks. Check this out. So this study was all about... I was waiting for the video clip. Of what? <laughs> when what? you said, well, let's see what the listener thinks. Check this out. Oh, roll the tape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this study was about um, finding out what actually successfully motivated people to uh, go to the gym and work out. Mm -hmm. So they divided people into three groups. Group one, they received a $25 gift card and they were just encouraged to work out more. So it's and there was no attachment. It's like they weren't withholding the $25 until they worked out. Mm -hmm. So that was group one. And then group two, they didn't get cash. They got audiobooks. And, you know, they could listen to it while they were at the gym. And they were encouraged to do that. But, yeah, they got the audiobooks and they could listen to them anytime they wanted. Group three also received audiobooks. But they could only listen to the audiobooks when they were at the gym. And now, hearing those three groups, which one do you think actually went to the gym the most? It was group three. That could only experience the instant gratification of listening to the audiobook mm -hmm. while they were doing something that they felt maybe perhaps was not as fun. Going to the gym. Yes. And... And that group actually went to the gym, like, by a wide margin. Yeah. 51% um, more than the other groups. The cash group. The $25 oh. group. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But they were far That's and away the clear winner when mm -hmm. it came to changing the habit of whether to go to the gym or not. Um, so I love that, that illustrates That's so temptation... Bundling. Bundling. Yeah. And yeah, when Sienna described this to me, I was like, we realized, oh, that's why. Well, actually, Sienna, you, you additionally described to me the psychological linking that happens when, when a person experiences this instant gratification. With something that they... So closely linked with another task that may not be so fun. Right, right, right. And that's how over time the should behavior becomes a want behavior, which is wonderful. Like that's how you build a healthier habit. And that's why I guess I'm like when it comes to folding laundry 
or cleaning the house. I can't stand folding like, laundry. Yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. Beca- and it's because I think, hmm, what podcast am I going to listen to? Yeah. What, what audiobook am I going to listen to? Right. And that's the instant gratification that. for me while I'm, you know, folding yeah. the socks. So when I'm, so when I, I, so I'm the laundry, I do the laundry. Toast folds the laundry. Yes. She sorts and the colors and the whites. Yeah, I do all and of that. And then, but there are times when I have let the laundry build up and then I'm just on a roll and I'm doing all the laundry. And then I see this heap on the, in the bedroom, on the bed that Toast will then fold. And I feel bad for her. Like, oh my God, there's so much laundry. And there have been times, a handful of times where I've gone and I've folded. Yes. Yes. There have. Um, not listening to a podcast, just, just folding. But so you're saying to me, Toast, that I don't need to feel bad. Not at because all. Because you enjoy it. A lot. So much. Most of the time, <laughs> not kidding. all the time, but most <laughs> of the time when I see any laundry to be folded, I get a little excited. Okay, because, because it's linked at this point. Look because, how long you've been. But because I because I do this. think I'm like, ooh, I get to listen to yeah, you know, whatever. Right. It is. And I think too, what temptation bundling does is it also lessens any guilt we might have from Over. giving in to an instantly gratifying task on its own. So if oh. you're just gonna spend time Listening to a podcast, not doing anything else. Oh, just sitting on your ass. <laughs> right. Like you might, I think you might, an inclination for someone who um, tends to, who, who tries to be productive is, um, I think they might lean towards feeling guilty yes. for doing like, that. But like, if you pair it with something you ought to be doing, mm-hmm. it's like no guilt because look what I'm doing. I'm folding laundry. Right. I'm productive. Or like Netflix. Like yeah. people will... Um, watch a show mm-hmm. while they knit or crochet or whatever. Okay. I, I don't know. We don't do either of those things, but something that's you can do at the same time. So like that's instantly gratifying, pairing it with instantly gratifying. Well, it depends if you, because if you love to knit, I mean, why true. otherwise you're not going to knit. <laughs> like why knit? <laughs> why knit in this day and age when you can just you buy someone knit. O- when you can buy someone else's <laughs> knitting. <laughs> Anyway, I'm trying to think of an example of what, you know, crafts like, and I know people well, enjoy doing crafts, but mm-hmm. um, I'm just, well, I made my cats while watching yes. Netflix. Yeah. See, Sienna has started making crafty cats. That's a whole side thing. That's something to look forward let's, to. Let's and we'll discuss that another we'll let time. you in on that in a future episode. Yeah. That is part of where did hobbies go? Oh, Yes. yes. I know. I know what's a good one. <laughs> We're all over the place. It's the coffee. What's here's some one? here's something mm-hmm. that you have done while watching Netflix. Oh, I'm scared. What? Oh, I know. Going through all the of, mail. Going through all of our mail. Yes. You know, that yes. penny penny saver stuff and the oh, credit card offers. All the offers credit card offers. The, oh my god. And all the all the mail that you yes. just it's oh, just busy work. It piles up. You know, you got to deal with it. You can't just throw it away. All your information's on there. You have to sift and sort and pull out the stuff and cross out your address and your name and the invitation code. There's so much to do with the mail and it has to get done. But there's no deadline. It's not like taxes. There's no deadline. Right. 
taxes you're going to get done because we all have to do it. Mm-hmm. Sorting mail, you could let it build up until you're on hoarders. I don't know. But <laughs> no one wants to be on hoarders. So what so do you do? So we deal with it. I watch Netflix and I deal with the mail. Temptation bundling. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. Toast. So so as we started talking about this temptation bundling thing, I also realized that, you know, there are things that mm, need to get done that sh- I should do, mm-hmm. uh, but they are cognitively demanding. Like Which you cannot bundle. Taxes. What we're saying is you cannot bundle something that is cognitively demanding. Well... Yeah, I guess not in this way. Like you yeah. can't listen to an audiobook while you do your taxes. Right. Right. Or in my case, more recently, I'm um, for the first time being very deliberate about putting together a planting plan for my little victory garden outdoors, mm-hmm. a vegetable garden. And, you know, for those of you who garden, uh, you know, you have to... Or for those of you who don't garden, (laughs) you know, if you want to be as efficient as possible, you have to plan out like what week are you going to put in certain seeds or transplants Mm -hmm. and where? Yeah, it's a big, it's, it's everything, right? I I mean, I guess if you want, if you want to be what I want to be. I mean, it might grow, but yeah. I mean, what I want to be is an intentional, uh, intelligent Gardener. Very deliberate gardener, not just like, well, just throw some seeds out there and see what happens. Which also, I which is know, fine. If they're going to grow because nature's awesome, but <laughs> I wanna, I wanna be, you know, deliberate about it. But I've, I found I was very intimidated because there's, there's a lot of things to consider, like mm-hmm. how much space each plant needs and how long it yeah. takes to blood germinate and how many, you know, how many weeks the harvest window is, and therefore when can you put in the next bunch of plants and crop rotation, yada, yada. And I'm still learning this stuff. So I was pretty intimidated and I allowed that intimidation to uh, stop me from just starting in on this task. Like I've known about this task for months now. Yeah, you've been telling me. I know. Today I want to do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. And I'm finally... I'm finally facing the calendar. It's kind of like taxes, right? Mother Nature's not going to wait for you. Mm-hmm. It's worse mm-hmm. than taxes. It's nature. There's no stopping it. January is my like time. Oh I have to do this. Oh my god! Before I didn't know it was January. Spring comes in. Okay. Okay. By the time they hear this, the people will have wondered what happened because because this is coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to help myself out, and again, cognitively demanding, so it's not like I can put on an audiobook, but what I do have, and I have used this for other similar, you know, mental uh, tasks, is uh, a noise-making app. And I recently discovered another one that I'm very delighted by. It's called My Noise. Strange name, hmm. My Noise. All one word. And you can also go to a website, mynoise.net. And they have so many different noises. And what's really amazing is this whole collection was um, headed up by this one guy in Belgium. He's like a total audio nerd. And he collects natural sounds and he puts together even synthetic sounds for 
background noise for mm. sleep or stress relief. Is this what we listen to? The rain? No, that's a oh, separate that's one. Else, that one's else. called Nature Space. Okay. Um, so anyway, there, again, I'm kind of new to this app, but the two favorites that I've gone to so far on it, one is called Japanese Garden, and then the other one is, co- is called Medieval Library. And these are sounds. These are, yeah, these are soundscapes. Okay. And um, for, for my planting plan, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need, I need uh, support mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. just take on this task and realize I'm going to have to focus and kind of struggle through the learning curve, you know, get over that hump and just get going. And so I put on the medieval library so that I could kind of pretend and kind of put myself in that space of like Mm. the candlelight, the fireplace is, you know, roaring (laughs) and the monks have their parchments and you can hear them scratching on the parchment. And there's like Gregorian, (laughs) there's like Gregorian chant every so often in the background. It's a little weird, you know. This, that is temptation bundling then. That is temptation bundling. Okay. Yeah, because it is something that is instantly gratifying, like listening to the medieval library, right, or the Japanese garden, Mm -hmm. and doing something that you ought to do because you want to. I want to do the planting plan. You need to do it before the end of January. Mm -hmm. So that is a temptation bundle. And the medieval library sounds or the Japanese garden sounds, these background sounds, they're, they're just, they are in the background. Yeah, so they're not interfering with your focus. Right, but they mm-hmm. create this kind of psychological atmosphere yeah. that feels supportive. Yes, yes. So I like that. So temptation bundling, instead of adding something that is so instantly gratifying, it can be something that is supportive, mm-hmm. according to us, not however Dr. Milkman intended, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. something else that, that we find personally, subjectively supportive to whatever we're choosing yeah. to do that we know we ought to do. Yeah, it just yes. somehow, I, I, you know, and this yes. is very, obviously it's a very personal subjective thing, which is why it's so great. There are so many background noises to choose from, all different kinds. Um, but yeah, it just somehow creates a kind of a attitude a posture, a certain posture of your attitude that helps support your focus. Yeah, I like that. So that's, that's kind of what I just wanted to mention. um, Certain types of tasks, like mental tasks that I'm like, oh, I should do this. Sometimes I feel like they call for a sense of courage, Mm -hmm. boldness. Mm -hmm. um, And others are more like, uh, like a settled patient focus. Okay. Right. So I found for things that need kind of a boldness to them, like I'll put on the thunderstorm mm. background noise because they're so know. maybe supportive, something supportive of the energy you need to have that will help the task at hand. Something. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's but great. I, I love having the different mm. catalog of noises mm-hmm. to choose from. It's like, yeah, this is what I need. So I know for me, the, one of the things that I've, I had been resisting that I ought to do is clean out 
my desk drawer, uh, two drawers, one of them where I have some files and it's the full year, it's the end of the year. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to deal with that. And even throughout the year, I'm like, I should really go through these files. I should really go through, through these notebooks. What do I need to keep? What do I not need to keep? And then I also have another drawer that I've just been resisting for a very long time. And it has like a million pens in it. And it's just gotten more and more, you know, unorganized throughout for the, you know, through the years years, years. And so what I did was I put on some 80s R&B music. (laughs) Sorry for anyone who doesn't like 80s R&B. Put that on because that's so instantly gratifying to me. Put that on and then I just went at it (laughs) and then, you know, went through all my files and just created piles, keep, throw out, you know, all the, all the things, mm-hmm. refile, freshen up, all the stuff. And I got through it. And it was enjoyable because I was enjoying the music. Yeah, so, it really is, again, just like the teeny tiny goals in our previous episode. Yeah, It really is one totally. of those things where it's like you just get started. and Often, it, yes, it's the start yeah. that is the most difficult mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Just freaking starting yeah, it. Yeah. That's why Mel Robbins... Mel Robbins is an inspirational speaker. She um, she talks about her. This is her famous like five four three two one. I think she even has a book, the five four three two one rule, mm-hmm. where for her, she just counts backwards. She feels the resistance. Oh, I don't want to get out of bed. I want to press snooze again. Mm-hmm. She counts five four. She counts five four three two one. Not that fast. Like five, <laughs> four, three, two, one, and that's it. She gets up. And she has trained herself that this five, four, three, two, one, in the beginning, it might be very difficult, but the more you do it, you train yourself, that becomes the cue. Like, okay, get yourself together because by the time we get to one, we are doing this. Hmm. And there's a lot of people that have uh, found this super, super helpful. I haven't done it long enough to feel really like, okay, this is so great for me. Me neither. But I haven't done it long enough. So it's like, I feel like I haven't committed to that practice. I think it's so personal and just like, if it's, if it feels curious or if, I mean, if, can I get a sentence out? It's it's too much. I think you've had too much caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) This stuff is so personal individual it is everything everything is so if the five four three two one works for her and all those people that's fantastic but we just have to find stuff that works for us yeah i think it could work for me if i gave it more like a disciplined practice Hmm. like i'm really gonna do this Hmm. i i when i tried it i was half-heartedly into it so yeah you know that's and maybe that's maybe that's also a clue you know, I wasn't so excited about it. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to find something that I am excited about and then try that. Yeah. But temptation bundling, well, I love. Well, I, I, I think also to just two more things I have to say about this topic right now. Who knows? There might be a part three. Incense mm-hmm. or a, a smell, maybe a sprum spray or oh, something. Oh, yes. Yes. That's yes. also something that I will go to yes. if I'm feeling a resistance to settling down. That's and, in, and, and, and that, focusing. and what is that? That's instantly gratifying. Yes. 
Because it's a smell. It's a yes. ritual. You light. Yes. You're taking an action. Mm-hmm. You Your senses are ignited. Mm-hmm. And it creates, you know? again, it, it's, it's building that psychological atmosphere, that sensation. And also what it's doing is anytime you're igniting the senses, mm-hmm. you are bringing, you're coming back into your own body. You're coming back to your body. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like I know when I'm thinking of something I don't want to do, mm-hmm. like recently on a Friday, I had to look over a contract. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. It's Friday afternoon. I'm like, I'm going to save it for Monday. But Monday morning, I knew I had my first meeting was to go, was to explain this contract. So I'm like, oh, so I'm like, oh, as one does, it's a Friday. So anyways, I um, decided to do it. Well, wait, I'm going, I'm going off off topic here, but, but I was all in my head about it, you know, like. I don't want to do it. Da, 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 you know, I'm thinking, overthinking it. Well, let me just move it. Let me just do all this stuff. I ended up doing it. I ended up just doing you it. You talked yourself into I doing it. I talked myself into it. And um, what How helped did you do me, that? yeah, what helped me to actually do it instead of push it to Monday morning mm-hmm. at the crack of dawn um, was thinking, I bet come Monday, seeing that I have to do the contract, reviewing it, at the crack of dawn, it's going to feel, that's going to, that's probably going to feel horrible compared to just doing it now on a Friday afternoon and helping Friday your future self out doing it Friday afternoon, doing it after a tough week, long week versus Monday morning at the crack of dawn, having to have my cognitive right. abili- abilities very sharp and doing it. No. And I knew that doing it, sucking it up and just doing it on a Friday, <laughs> when I imagined my Monday morning self not having to do the contract first thing at the crack of dawn yes. on Monday, I was like, that's going to be a person of relief, yes. entering a fresh week, right. feeling good. Mm-hmm. So then I just did it. But my point about that was just how I was stuck in my head. I bet if I... I did your um, example of lighting an incense mm-hmm. or doing a nice room spray, maybe something with flower essences, hint, hint. Um, we sell them, by the way, if you don't know. Flower essences um, are a holistic uh, modality, mod- remedy and modality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want more information, loveandabove.com. Loveandabovecatclub.com. Yeah, you can yeah. go to loveandabovecatclub.com. <laughs> we'll put it in the episode show notes, but anyway. Okay, okay. But that would bring me back into my body f- more fully because my senses are ignited mm. versus just being in my head, mm. thinking, thinking, overthinking, thinking, thinking. Now I'm smelling something. Now I'm feeling something. And it just brings you more holistically into the body. And I think that's a good thing. All right. You okay. said you had two things. What's the second thing? I'm so impressed and flattered that you remembered. I said well, I had two I'm things. Getting, go ahead. Yes. Okay. Let's so yeah, the it. first one was the incense, right? Yes. And then that, okay, that prompted you to say what you said. Okay. Here's the other thing. I just wanted to acknowledge that all, this whole entire topic is really about feeling motivated. Yes. Right? Like feeling like you want to do what you know you should do. Mm-hmm. Okay. But well, well, the funny thing. I want to say something about that, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. The funny thing to me, it's funny, and we talked about this in in part one um, of how to do it when you don't feel like doing it. 
the funny thing is that just because you don't want to do something doesn't mean you can't do it. Exactly. In other words, how how bratty and spoiled <laughs> can we get by having the attitude of like, but I want to want to feel like doing it. You right? Exactly. Okay, I'm that's not fin- what I'm I was not finished though. That's what I was gonna say though, okay. because as an adult, it means doing things whether you want to or not. Yeah, and yes. you can if you can get yourself to do things and while, even as a child if while you're raised, having a bad attitude. Yes. And while while, you know, being grumpy about mm-hmm. it and while You can do anything. You can fold the laundry and be like <laughs> you know like, uh, <laughs> clean, the, clean the house and be like oh my gosh and be cleaning the house right you could do that you could right yeah you can force yourself to do things mm-hmm. but i just wanted to point out and pat you on the back because if you are interested in feeling motivated about doing it mm-hmm. really i think what that means is you care about sure you want it to feel good okay yeah but if you're motivated and you feel good about it, mm-hmm. I think partly it's because you want to do a good job at it. You want to put yeah. good energy, energy into it. You right. want to have a focus that's, that gives a damn. You just want to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're probably not going to do, you're probably going to do a really bad job if you're just in a bad mood and you just want to get it over with, you're not mm-hmm. going to be careful about it. You're not going to be putting your attention into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wanting to feel motivated, it's actually at least partly a sign that you care about the quality of, of work that you're doing. Mm. And I think that's an admirable thing. Yes. All right. Thank you for listening today. Temptation bundling, go out and do it even if you don't feel like doing it. It's how you, this is how we can, we can feel like doing it. This is how you grow wings. This is how we get to feel like doing it. All right. So hope you enjoyed. Hope this is helpful. We're all in this together. Rate and review the podcast if you can, please. And thank you. Follow us around. We are on Instagram and we are at siennaandtoast.com. As always, we end the episode by encouraging you to live your love story. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.